Hello, and welcome to episode 81 of Friends of the Show. I am Stephen W. Skinner, and this is my podcast where I chat with the funniest people on Twitter. This week's friend is one of the all-time funniest Twitter joke writers ever, a huge inspiration for me starting out on Twitter, and a producer on Family Guy, Internet SNL, co-writer on the Oscars, and those are just a few of the cool things that we discuss. I am, of course, talking about at The Sulk, Alex Sulkin, breaker of swift mustache hairs and a delight. This was such a fun chat, I was admittedly nervous, but Alec is so very cool and incredibly nice and so great to talk to. So I hope you'll enjoy uh, Friends of the Show, episode 81, with At The Sulk. Oh, sh- there he is. Hey. Hey, man, how's it going? Good, sorry I'm late. Oh, that's okay. Uh, yeah, I was just drafting by like, uh, hey, did you did you remember? Uh, yeah, no, I, I totally remembered. And like I get, I would say I get like a phone call from Seth MacFarlane like once every two weeks and he just called like, seven minutes ago and so it's always like ah oh yeah no that's a definitely t- take that call great uh oh, so am, am i not going to be able to see you is this just an audio i was just doing i usually just do audio um i can put my camera on if you want to get a good look at me no, but uh, hey that's fine let me or you can go off yeah let me put my screen down because well actually you know what i guess i'm just so used to talking and looking at myself let's just do that Oh sure, yeah. You have the 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 classic look that I predict predicted how you'd look. That salt and pepper, gray hair, <laughs> beard. Love it. Yeah, I can't change that. I, well, if I did the just for men, I guess I could. I wonder if that. Yeah, you can do the brushing where it gradually changes. I just never buy it. Every time I feel like that's one of my superpowers is like seeing people that have colored their hair or spotting <laughs> like hair pieces or plugs. <laughs> It's a great talent to have, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, tonight we got him. The Silk. That was your intro. I love it. So, yeah. Love, uh, yeah. You know I love that intro. That's the classic Killborn. Classic Killborn. And, uh, yeah, I just listened to your podcast where you talk about that. How, yeah, uh, so I should feel insulted now because you said we got him. Yeah, that's the big uh, <laughs> insult. But it's funny because it's just, it's just the reference. Very right? funny. I love that. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Craig Kilboard, one of my, uh, I didn't realize that you were uh, in, on, in on that show, um, you were a writer on that show, uh, right at the time when I would sometimes watch it. My grandparents had a trailer which had satellite, and they got Sweet. E back in the day when that was new and exciting. Yeah. And that's how we got it up here, and it was like the, 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 sh- the first show where I was like, laughing out loud and i was like this is this is some something different where i'm not like laughing at shows yeah, out loud he he was crazy i just saw something the other day something from the 90s that had uh like a, a little brief cameo by aj benza and i just remember that that's a name i like they say in star wars i've not heard in a long time <laughs> yeah he uh, he was like a, a sort of reporter on e-news and he would always have like his little hollywood beat and i don't know he just disappeared like a, a lot of things on e yeah that e was a is a flash in the pan i guess it like morphed into different things over the over the years as different channels do yeah family guy offices were i mean i think e exists still yeah um, yeah but their their offices are right next door to family guy offices I remember, yeah, they're still around. They do like a lot of red carpet coverage and that kind of stuff. Right. right. I remember Maybe they had that. Exclusively. I remember they they had that shoe cam where you put your foot in this little box and it's like a red carpet for your shoe. And I was I like, saw that. oh, that's neat. Yeah, they're uh, pr- they're innovating on the red carpet. Those e yeah. those e guys are still they're still doing it. <laughs> right. They they know that there are things yet to be discovered about red carpet technology and they're they're all in on the pursuit of those things. They are. I mean, well, we've got the I think some of the stuff is here to stay where like you step up onto a podium and there's like a 360 camera that gives you like a matrix bullet time thing as like the person spins in their Galliano and you're like, oh, shit. Well, that. I don't know. That might be out now that we can't look look at or talk about each other's bodies. So oh, that's true. Yeah. Gone. Get out of here, bullet time cameras. <laughs> Take your technology elsewhere. Yep. Speaking of bullet time cameras, new Matrix trailer just dropped to date this yeah. podcast episode. So if anyone's nostalgic for that, that's very exciting. We're b- going back to the Matrix. 
What a great trailer. And uh, I have to say, the idea of another of a Matrix, you know, a sequel, a, a third sequel, I guess, was not appealing to me. And I thought it was just going to be some sad and, and it might still suck. Who knows? I mean, uh, certainly the last couple of may try we're not that great <laughs> the matrices but, uh, but free preceding but this the the uh trailer was fucking fantastic mm-hmm. I, and the minute i finished watching the trailer i was like when does this movie come out i have to see this movie <laughs> yeah yeah it really hit it really hits a lot of notes whatever like they recreated a lot of shots and a lot of themes and vibes yeah, uh I hope, your- I hope one day or maybe on a sort of behind the scenes package we'll get like a 15 minute documentary about uh, why Lawrence Fishburne said no. <laughs> yes, yeah, that would be very interesting. Yeah, because I'm sure it'll probably feature some agent somewhere who fucked it all up. <laughs> yes, definitely. Being a person in the biz, yes, that's exactly. I, your kind of insight, uh, you're yeah. like, why would you, how would you not come back to like one of your most successful Money in the Bank franchises? Maybe, maybe he's just very old. It's possible that he's like really old and he could be like incredibly heavy. Oh yeah, it could be. Yeah, uh, just a guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and that could be uh, a tough road to hoe, and maybe the studio didn't want that. I wonder, and I wonder if that sort of changed um, how they got the that new actor Yaha um, in there for like a younger looking <laughs> yeah, version. Yeah, looks like a badass. Yeah, very cool. Very yeah. cool. Looking forward to to seeing that. Me too. All right, and we should uh, also date this by mentioning it's Big Football opening Sunday. Uh, Mac Jones making his debut for your squad. How do you feel about that? Well, you know, listen, I, I'm optimistic, but <laughs> one of the curses of being a Pats fan, one of the very few curses, is that we, better than any fan base in this country, understand how many things need to go right in order to win the Super Bowl. Right. Like mm-hmm. we've seen it now many times where. The number of things that have to work correctly is like 98 out of 100 at least. Yeah. So Mac Jones is an unknown at this point. I don't, I'm excited. I hope he's good. Again, <laughs> following Brady, because the Cam Newton thing just seems like a blip now. In yeah. Retrospect. Like following Brady is like the next franchise quarterback of the Pats, is, it's a thankless task. And I would be shocked if we had anything near the same kind of success, but I'm, I'm ready to be shocked. I believe in Belichick. I think he's the greatest coach of all time. Um, and I think if Belichick feels like this is the best way for our team to win each week, then I got to just ride with that until I'm disappointed. That's right. Yeah. You go with history, you go with the the coach until, until you're proven, proven wrong. I, was I like, know. I mean, of course I think it was a mistake to, get rid of Brady, but I don't even know that the Pats had do a choice. what Tampa did. Like I, they don't have the same weapons. Tampa's got a bunch of good receivers and the Pats really still are struggling in that department. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I, I hope it's, I hope we win. Miami is always a tough team for us, even when they kind of stink and they're getting better. I, I love, yeah, I, I love that. Uh, the Dolphins can stink and still beat whoever. <laughs> I know they're, they're very weird that way. We always have, the only thing that uh, makes me uh, a little bit more optimistic is I feel like, you know, obviously there are division rivals and we play them twice a year and we usually beat them the first time, whether even if it's at home or on the road, like we're, we're more prepared. <laughs> yes. Knowledge. Right. We're like ready to go. And then we end up playing them in this game right near the end of the season every year where everything goes off the rails. Like there's always <laughs> yeah. something strange about that game. Mm-hmm. So I hope that, you know, we go in later this afternoon with a game plan that we implement and we're, you know, holding you know, our sustaining our blocks and all that bullshit. Yeah. You want to be, you want to be the coach. Do you want to see happy coach Belichick that everyone's executing the main thing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just want to see happy coach Belichick. Happy <laughs> just love to see happy coach Belichick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the other sports that are going on, big pennant race heating up with uh, my our Blue Jays here from Canada, from Toronto, yeah. and uh, obviously the Boston Sox. Uh, well, you guys certainly have gotten the better of us this season. Uh, the Sox are done. I don't know if you heard, you know, Chris Sale has COVID now. Oh, so I did not hear that. 
Yeah, it's like he came back and look looked electric, like I, like yeah. he never missed a day. And oh. I was like, oh, this is great. And That's then huge. today it was like, sorry, he's got COVID. Yeah, sorry, listeners. Elephant in the room: the global pandemic, uh, the COVID nineteen pandemic, which we are still in month. What month is it? Month uh, eight, fifteen, seventeen? No, no, no. Well, seven. Uh, what are we saying from March twenty twenty? Eighteen. We saying from March eight March. Yeah, Scott, this is month 18, I'd say. Yeah, 18. Oof. Year and a half. Solid year and a half. So we're used to it. But yeah. if you're listening in the far future, hopefully this was just a blip, right? Yeah, that's I like that outlook. Uh, yeah, you got to stay positive. Although I think the stat I saw today was that the U.S. has passed the Civil War death total. So now it's the second biggest killer after the other big plague in 1918 unbelievable taking the second spot and still I going i know we're, we're doing everything we can to keep that going <laughs> yeah well you know it's like a you know 60 people 60 percent of the people are really trying to stop it and 40 percent are really trying to keep it going <laughs> so it's a it's, yeah, it's been a battle pretty pathetic pretty pathetic yeah that sucks so if you're listening in the far future hopefully you don't even know what we're talking about that's right. <laughs> what are you, are you planning on like burying these shows? Yeah, these are all going into a time capsule and they're going to the moon actually on the next nice. moon mission. SpaceX because right. they they they're lowering the cost of the rockets every single time. You see that shit? They're fucking landing rockets. Yeah. Uh, you can go you can go in a balloon now to space for like 100 grand. It's you can go in a balloon and jump off back down to earth. People been doing that since what 2012 when that guy did that or yeah. something. Oh yeah, good stuff. So I think we've covered all the major uh, I- issues of the day, <laughs> maybe uh, yeah. some of the issues of the day. So now we can get into the uh, I call this the Mark Marin part, but you are now one of the second guests who's been on the pod, who's actually been on Mark Marin, who's ha- been on WTF the Pod. So I guess right. we can skip that part. I don't know who are you from, <laughs> where are you from, who are your guys? <laughs> you can you can ask me whatever you want. I don't I I you know the Mark Marin thing was so long ago and clearly as a favor to I was dating at the time Sarah Silverman who's good friends with him and right. I think as a favor to her he put me on that podcast and back then nobody knew or gave a shit about a podcast this is 2010 like I just thought I was in you know I knew who Mark Marin was and I thought he was really funny and I felt honored that he would interview me but I had no idea like the reach that that podcast i mean it kind of had it already then but i just didn't know about it yeah. and then it was like oh remember that podcast you were on well obama was on it i was like are you fucking kidding yeah i think that's when a lot of people were like are you fucking kidding oh yeah. what a phone radio a yeah, phone radio fun. show <laughs> and who was on yeah, it i was very uh behind the times on the podcast thing but now you're all caught up in fact oh. you are yourself a podcaster which is very exciting welcome to the game this ulk yeah, thank you. <laughs> you know, I have to say, and I hope you have the same experience. So far, like we we were, we've got a few banked already. You know, like you gotta, 10. you gotta bank them. I know, and uh, and they're so fun. Like I'm having <laughs> yes. so much fun uh, doing it. So I can't as as mockable as I think it is for you know someone like me to have a podcast. I I am legitimately enjoying it. Yeah, it's great. I've listened to a few episodes, and it's very good. And it's a, it's a, it's not just like Goldie in the Silk shooting the shit of the day. It's like you're talking about specific stuff that provides value to people who are looking for that information. It's like you guys are, you know, experts in your field. <laughs> you, it's so, you, it's so funny. Yeah, I know because I've talked to a few people, and they've put it like that, and and like basically all we want to do is shoot the shit. And like then when we get when we get to the right when we're talking about the show beforehand, we're like. And then we'll just do that bullshit about the right, yeah, know, the, the screen part or the yeah, yeah, part, you know. And like, you just have to answer a couple questions. You'll talk right. about some industry specific reference that you have that right. applies to the situation, and it's great. Yeah. Like that's all you need, just that one little nugget, and the rest can be fun and entertaining. Like that's what people listen. But right, but having both, yeah. like having the value that people are like, oh, I want to know how to write a spec script or what. What would be a good spec script or other whatever other points you covered in uh, in the spec script episode? Um, right. You know, I, I should have listened to the how to interview <laughs> episode right before <laughs> this one. 
Not this kind of interview. <clears throat> right, right. Just, yeah, job interviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're getting you're gonna get some writers hired and you're gonna get some lovely letters. You're gonna be like, oh, from the podcast. You know, I forgot about right. that we did that podcast. <laughs> right. right. Thank you. Uh, I know. We'll curse ourselves. Yeah, that's great. So your podcast, you should mention that it's called oh, disgusting display. Oh, See, I'm okay. Great. I can play the sound. I'm not worried. <laughs> how, how, now, did you, you knew because it was because we talked about it? Or yeah, you, you guys talked about that, yeah. that sound clip uh, and how you didn't get it cleared or whatever. And you just have uh, Goldie doing that, doing it. And it sounds exactly the same. <laughs> I know. God, I love that clip. Thanks for playing it. Yeah, it's called a typical disgusting display. And that guy you just played was uh, legendary Boston Celtics announcer Johnny Most, who is who died. Uh, many years ago but uh he he was uh, it was a game against the detroit pistons who the celtics hated everyone hated them they were the bad boys of the nba and uh johnny most in particular could not stand them and uh so that was from one of the games against the pistons where he ca- he was yelling at the pistons calling this a typical disgusting display yeah uh, and w- that quote has always stuck with us we love it yeah, so it's great. A lot of great inside jokes um, between you guys on the show, which makes it really fun. Um, everyone can go listen to that. Uh, link in the show notes. Nice. Thank nice. you. Nice. All right. So, uh, yeah, who? where did you come from? Where did you go? Questions normally reserved for Cotton Eye Joe. These are questions now I'm asking you. So you're from Massachusetts? I am. I'm from a town called Weston, Massachusetts. Um, it's right outside Boston. Um, yeah, I just, I, so I grew up obviously a fan of all the sports teams here and, uh, with that sort of Boston, um, kind of, it's, it's not quite an edge. It's like a sarc sarcasm, self-defeating kind of sarcasm that, uh, a lot of people from this gray area of the country have. It's definitely a, a mood. Is it a is it a mood or is it a vibe? <laughs> well, I think today it would be a vibe, right? Um, and uh, but but it's also a mood. It, I think it can be both. I'm, I'm going to allow it to be both, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so yeah, so you came out of there. You don't have too much of a, a hard Boston accent, I guess, being slightly removed, maybe, or or did you take in certain media that uh, softened your your accent? Well, you know, it's funny. I I. I don't have much of an accent. I think it probably as as hoity-toity as this sounds like had to do with going to private school when I was very young. Mm. And so not because the schools were somehow better and they taught you better, but I was just surrounded by a lot of kids from different places. Like yes. there were there were kids from all over the country and the world at, mm-hmm. at these schools that I went to from a very young age. And uh so then I think you you kind of talk like your friends talk sometimes, yeah, and I definitely. think that it's like air, all airline pilots talk like Chuck Yeager. That's what they all sound <laughs> like. Like they're all imitating basically Chuck Yeager. Yeah, and so I feel like I just sound like a northeastern student somehow. Mm-hmm. Some sort of an amalgam um, of the yeah, different random. Yeah, because I, I saw a video, and I can like imitate a Boston accent. At, at the drop of a dime. I love doing that. Yeah. But um, I heard, I saw a video of myself as like a four or five year old. My dad had these old reel to reel videos and I was singing that song, Jimmy Crack Corn. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was literally, and it was, of course, it was warbly and old and everything, yeah. but my voice was like, Jimmy Crack Corn and I don't care. And yeah. I was like, oh my God. You had it. I have like a thick Boston accent. It's crazy. Yeah, that's really interesting that yeah, during your developmental years, um, you were exposed to these uh, myriad of accents in resulting yeah. in your sort of combination non-accent. Uh, and then when you were a kid, you were surrounded and you could park the car in Harvard. Yeah. Exactly. I was I mean, my dad has a Boston accent. My mom has a little bit of a Boston accent, less than my dad, but it's like it, it kind of shrinks through the generations. So the people that still have it, it really runs strong in their family <laughs> because they should have been able to weed that shit out by now. Yeah. So when you go home, when you're speaking to your dad, you can slip into it probably a little bit more. <laughs> probably like lean into it when you go home, right? 
Yeah, well, I do find myself doing it a lot more when I'm back here and not not uh, like by accident. Like I'll do it just to make fun of somebody. <laughs> right. <laughs> Someone from high school. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So I guess they wouldn't have gone to your high school. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into your entry into the biz. That's what everyone wants to hear about. See, look at all oh my goodness. I, I'm doing the Mark Marin scrolling through your IMDb, and look at all these sweet notes. You SNL. That's a big. Yeah, well, that's a cool I mean, freaking. I can't believe that I'm credited at SNL. I never foot in the door. There. I got an internship when I was a senior in college at Saturday Night Live. That when I graduated it became the writer's assistant um mm-hmm. so i was there for a couple of years a couple of awesome key awesome. years of my <laughs> snl experience not much of an snl uh watcher anymore but during that time when i was 14 <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it was uh pretty much uh, a large part of my life oh totally you never missed it like, never missed I, it I, yeah i watched it every week i mean i would re- record it or dvr it mm-hmm. Except until the last couple of years, I've sort of fallen off. But I really watched for so much of my life. Like, I I loved watching that show. And the difference between, you know, people love to say, oh, that was a shitty episode or that was a great episode. Mm. And the difference between a great and a shitty episode is one sketch. Exactly. always like, if if you can have two funny sketches in a show, it's a great show. Mm -hmm. If you have one funny sketch in your show, it's a terrible show. <laughs> yeah. That's just always the way it's been. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if, if like the, if the host pops, like if it's a good host, you're just like, okay, this is going to be good no matter what. Even if it's a yeah. crappy episode, it's going to be good, whatever. Totally. Yeah. So that's very cool. So uh, any good SNL stories? You were down, you were around when, um, uh, who, was, who was in the cast at that time? Like, Yeah. You- so I was there at a strange time. It was like the when I began there, it was the tail end of like the Chris Farley, uh, David Spade, um, era. Yeah. Adam Sandler. Mm -hmm. And, uh, then when I was there as a writer's assistant, they did the changeover to like Will Ferrell and Sherry O'Terry and, yeah. Uh, yeah. That was a real changing of the guard moment. Like it happens a few oh. times, but that was a big one where it's like, okay, old, these old ones out, these new amazing ones are stepping up to be the best person well, in. The, and people forget that at first, like everyone hated it. Like people hated the new SNL uh, cast, like after the, their beloved yeah. favorites had, had left. And then they got this whole new cast. And of course, like when Will Ferrell first started on SNL, I mean, he's he was hysterical but he wasn't will ferrell like nobody knew who he was yeah um so nobody was like oh my god it's will ferrell like of course it's hilarious like (laughs) they would be today yeah it was more like i don't know who these people are and i'm uncomfortable if adam sandler isn't here yeah i'd be more like i'm not comfortable with change (laughs) right (laughs) it doesn't matter who it was Yeah, yeah. When Will Ferrell came on, was it the get off the roof or get off of the shed? Get that off was... the shed. Oh my God. Get off the was, shed. Uh, it's funny because they come and they audition before they get on, and you can actually see it online. Uh, you can, if you uh, go to YouTube and and look for Will Ferrell's SNL audition, he does that get off the shed in his audition, and it was like just instantly so good, so hilarious. Yeah, imagine having something like that just ready to go for your SNL audition. Just my God, Daryl Hammond. Uh, you know his impersonations are oh amazing, unbelievably, yeah, unbelievably great. And his audition tape was also insane. I mean, he did a guy who a lot of people probably don't remember anymore, Phil Donahue, he's a talk oh, yeah, show yeah. host, and he was sort of like the male Oprah before Oprah. <laughs> yep yeah and you would that, run around that, like a maniac <laughs> hand you yeah. the mic or whatever <laughs> and and daryl hammond's phil donahue is like it's one of the greatest imp- it, it it belongs on the mount rushmore of impersonations <laughs> if, if phil donahue were like uh you know eternal <laughs> yeah uh, yeah D- daryl hammond would never stop doing that impersonation wow yeah, pretty amazing um, when you consider that. Um, so that's how it began for you, and then you uh, skipping and hopped over to Late Late Show? Yes, yeah, so it was a little... I was working at Saturday Night Live. I went over to 
the Late Late Show with Craig Kilborn in 1999. And that's when it started. And I was one of the few, um, there were only like seven or eight of us writers there maybe. But that was so fun. And Craig uh, was such a fun guy to work for. And he's still like, you know, I'm sure you've probably seen him on Instagram. I find him hilarious there. Yeah, uh, he's, yeah. <clears throat> he was, uh, I think, yeah, he did. He was very, uh, I was just thinking about it today because I made this connection. I was like, how instrumental was he in like developing my sense of humor? Like, uh, because when I discovered that, and I realized that it was making me laugh out loud that I would like seek it out. I wouldn't miss it. I would like be up at the the trailer and have to watch it, you know? Yeah. So you're watching something yeah, else. Well, I need the satellite TV to watch E. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he was such a fun guy to work for and we were both uh, big basketball fans. So right. like we just got along famously uh, from the beginning and I was there for three years uh, really enjoyed all of them and then just decided that for more for financial reasons it's like um, uh, we wanted to get into uh, sitcoms and so we left Kilbourne and uh, we went on to this show that was just briefly on Fox called The Pits The Pits and, uh, we were there just briefly and uh, my writing partner Wellesley Wilde and I were there for it only lasted for like half a season. Mm -hmm. um, but the staff on that show was great. Like the writing staff, there were a lot of guys from the Simpsons and it, it was a really fun room. And, and one of the people on the staff was Seth McFarlane. So uh, that was when Family Guy had been canceled and he was still, he still had a deal with Fox. So Fox just like put him to work on another show. <laughs> And uh, I met him there. We became friends. And then one day he said, you know, I think they might actually bring Family Guy back. Would you want to work on it? And at that point, I had never seen Family Guy. It had been on for wow. like three seasons and I had never watched it because I loved The Simpsons. I was just a Simpsons purist and I didn't, <laughs> you know, I didn't really want to sure. go and into the... Uh, into the mud with family guy. Yeah. The other primetime animation. Said, like, yeah. Yeah. I want to hire you on the show. I was like, of course my favorite show, and I, <laughs> you know, watch the DVDs and, and it is very funny. So, uh, and then I've, I've been there basically ever since with a couple of different little interruptions along the way. Crazy. So you weren't even in the original incarnation of family guy. I was not. I, uh, even though I've been there basically for 17 years, I'm still one of the newbies. There's <laughs> some, some guys who have been there since day one. Right. Uh, so uh, yeah, I didn't come in until season four. Ah, season um, four. That's when I, that's when I think it really started again. Getting good. Well, that's what I say. I say it jokingly, <laughs> but I also kind of mean it. I think yeah. it, it, it was. And also that that's not to say anything against, the people that were there beforehand, like they did a great job, but like, I do honestly think that in season four, when it came back, it came back to such like a Royal welcome where it was like, we're sorry, we canceled mm -hmm. you yeah. and now come back and you can be here forever. Yeah. <laughs> and I think everybody kind of had that confidence going into season four and five. Like, yeah, they, if you they can, yeah, to come back, if you can come back are. from the dead. That's kind of, yeah. Like only very few in the modern age, it happens a little bit more. But if it does happen, you're just like, oh, geez, it's like a I know. And, it, and it's never really happened to the point where it comes back. No, for like a further <laughs> not where it comes back and it's still back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is very cool. Congratulations on that. That's awesome. Thank you. Amazing. Yeah, like no, success. God, I feel lucky. And uh, not only did it get good with the writing, it got good with some uh, some voice acting. Some voice acting in the backgrounds. You might recognize voice and voice. <laughs> You're credited as voice a lot in brackets yeah. voice. Voice number two. Your uh, additional old, voices. Old number three. In brackets voice. Yep. I get a lot of uh, a lot of the characters I do have numbers after their, their name. <laughs> right. Yeah, you love to be uh to be the uh, the the voice of voice, which is cool. And yeah, Confederate soldier number two, Union soldier number three. See, there their numbers. There's the numbers. There was a huge. Uh, I clicked on it, and like the list is hilarious when you click on it, and it just lists all of the different names. Like you know, it starts with Jesus Christ, <laughs> and then it yeah, has yeah. like voice or Aaron. I think you also played Steve, which is you know one of the most challenging voices to do. So. Always tip of the hat to Very you on that one. Very cool. A lot of nuance. 
So that's pretty neat that your your like voice is peppered in <laughs> throughout the show, and it uh, it's like I'm interviewing a, a Family Guy character. Well, because it's, it's like your voice. That, that, right. Well, this is the voice I use for Jesus. So you know, I, I forgive you, bless you. <laughs> um, but uh, Seth, luckily for a lot of the writers, myself included, Seth always had this idea that um, the writers are actually best suited to deliver a lot of the jokes on Family Guy because they're the ones when we pitch them in the room, you pitch them kind of almost in character somehow, yeah. you know, you're, you're trying to <laughs> inhabit that character that you're pitching. And so Seth feels like the writers often have the exact correct timing to deliver the jokes that he, he picks. Right. Yeah. And that makes sense because that's how he, <laughs> that's why he picked it. Hey, I'm not, I'm not going to argue with them. And that's pretty cool. So, so, um, I haven't talked to too many people about the writer's room atmosphere. So, um, what's the atmosphere like currently? I'll just say, I say currently, uh, in the, is it all online now you do sort of like this? Oh yeah. Yeah. So we've been on zoom now for a year and a half and, uh, it's actually been great. Um, we, if anything, we're, we're more efficient yeah. You know, there's not as much kind of like chit chat or getting up to get snacks or take phone calls or whatever. Sure. So everyone's kind of hyper focused on that little box in front of them on the screen. Um, and, they, you know, they still have the same brains. It's sometimes you encounter that thing that happens on Zoom where people are talking over each other and you have to go back and try and uh, recreate yeah. whatever pitch you were trying to listen to. But um, that's not that often so mm -hmm. it's it's basically been working great the whole time we didn't really miss a beat you know which was crazy and given the way the world kind of shut down we we were able to just keep going of wow course, yeah that, that's being, that's really being animated helps with that being animated definitely will help you didn't have yeah. to deal with protocols on set no, no and stuff people can just record their voices from their closets which a lot of people have been doing you know seth green and and uh, Mila and people are just uh, Alex Borstein just setting up a little studio in their in their closets. Yeah, they probably got nice enough closets. Yeah, they they got walk-ins. They're pretty nice. Yeah, that's all. That's all you need. I am in a basement, but I would love to upgrade to a closet. Sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, you can you can dare to dream. Yeah. Well, I think that yeah. Add slowly. Um, I think you were saying you were talking about doing a podcast for years before you actually started, right? Like that's how it goes. I wanted to do a podcast like for two years before I started mine. It just takes that much time of thinking about it and procrastinating till you eventually buy the microphones and right, then <laughs> right. Yeah, you build it up in your mind like it's going to be some mountain to climb to, to do it, and then you're just like, oh, I just need a microphone and just hit record. Okay. You just have to record it, and then you just have to upload it. <laughs> Yeah, that's the hard part. We're like, you have to upload it somewhere. You kind of have to figure out RSS feeds, but not even really anymore. There's a lot of places that make it super easy. You just like drag and drop uh, an MP3. Yeah, that's our, our producer, JC, on the show, she handles all that. Oh, so. beautiful having a producer. Shout out to yeah. producers everywhere. Giving a nod to my producer. All nice. right, man. Cool. All right. That's me. And so, yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, I saw this. Uh, you did a werewolf show with Lizzie Kaplan. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the pits. That's the pits? Oh, yeah, okay. So we, yeah. we already briefly yeah, touched on this. A few episodes. We didn't mention that Lizzie Kaplan was involved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, she would. There were a couple people. on The dad was uh, Dylan Baker, who has done a ton of stuff. Uh, and, yeah, Lizzie was there. And the, the kid, I forget his name, the actor, but he was the kid on the couch and how I met your mother, who the whole story is being told. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that was, was a great, and then weirdly the mom on that show was this actress named, was it also Liz something Waymire, Lizzie Waymire maybe. And she died under mysterious circumstances an unsolved Hollywood death. Oh, damn. Yeah. So there's some, Kelly Waymire, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Yep, Kelly, Kelly with an I E. Ah, there it is. Waymire, Dylan Baker, yeah. Kelly Waymire, Lizzie Kaplan, the family with the worst luck in the world have zany adventures. Yep. I no, mean, was, elevator was, pitch right there. Just fumble for my wallet. <laughs> it was such a fun show to work on. Oh my god, it was so great, and the the people in that room were 
uh, Mike Scully, uh, he ran the show. And oh, yeah, that's that's a nice, that's a name so drop. Funny. Yeah, well, he's he's the best. Um, and uh, and Seth was there, and these guys, Tom Gamble and Max Cross, who have written on like everything good that's ever been made. So yeah, it was great. Yeah, that's so that's like one of those things where it didn't go, but due to it having been a thing a little bit created this path for you for <laughs> totally up yeah, until was, now yeah and also it was just a great i mean because to be in a room with guys like that and you're all making each other laugh together it gives you a, the confidence to say like wow you know i'm now okay i'm kind of new at this but i'm working with these guys who have made you know, all the shows that I've been laughing at my whole life and like where I belong with them, like I'm working well with them. Amazing. Um, and so then w- exactly what, like you said, obviously the family guy thing was an incredible stroke of good luck, but coming off something like the pits and going into family guy, I have this awareness of like, okay, I can, I can do this. Like I can absolutely yeah. excel at this. Get out of here. So, imposter syndrome. What's not that? today, not today, imposter syndrome. Right, right, right. No, <laughs> not today. Yeah, no. I am Alex Olgan. Not, not in that aspect of yeah. myself. Well, I think that's a great premise too for the pit. So too bad it didn't go. I uh, remember that Martin Short movie. It was the same kind of idea. He was oh, pure luck, pure luck. Uh, Danny yeah. Glover. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Got that stung movie. by the bees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of great stuff in that movie. Martin Short makes me laugh. Martin Short, <laughs> King. Shout out Canadian. And he's in that new show, which my wife started. I'm like, you started that show without me? Come on. Yeah. Steve Martin, Martin Shore. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, Come I mean, on. We have a, uh, my wife and I also plan to watch that one yeah. uh, together. Um, you know, I'll give it a chance. Uh, I, I have high hopes. Martin Short, always funny. Steve Martin, legend. Um, and actually, one of the writers on the show is a Family Guy writer uh, who's very funny named Kirker but- Butler. Well, there you go. You better watch it so you can say, hey, good work. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Uh, murders in the building or something. Yeah. In case the listeners are wondering what we're talking about. Yeah, only only murders in the building. Only murders in the building. Streaming now on Disney+. Plus. What's your favorite streaming service? What are you signed up for? All of them? I have a lot of them. I, I, I guess I'm kind of partial to HBO Max. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I love I love Netflix, too. Netflix, I feel like the Netflix OG. is sort of like disregarded unfairly because they, they've given us everything for so long. Yeah. And they still kind of have more shit than anyone. Um, mm-hmm. But that said, for some reason, when I when I hit the tiles, <laughs> when I see that purple HBO Max, I, yeah. I often drift to that and just float around compelled to see what the home box office folks have cooked up yeah they're yeah, they do good work over they have there. good eyes they know good projects to back they do always have so speaking of good projects what is your recent thing that you're telling people to watch what's your uh, recommend currently oh well uh again my wife and i have been um and this is we talk about netflix we saw that uh series alone Mm. this is not a new thing um it's it's like a it's i guess you'd call it a reality show like a reality nature show okay yeah 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 like drops them off in the middle of nowhere or something yep yep and and it's it's just captivating it's great i mean it's you know in line with sort of survivor and naked and afraid but it Mm -hmm. just feels better more well done yeah yeah so i would i would recommend people Check that out, particularly uh, Canadians. I believe at least one Ooh. of the seasons is uh, filmed in your great nation. I'm oh, sure. Oh, great! How long would you last? Oh, I would literally walk <laughs> out the door with my backpack and like a cartoon. Just, just turn come around. Back in. Like, like remember how Grandpa Simpson walks into <laughs> yeah. the whorehouse takes <laughs> and then put the backpack. Like that's the opposite. With yeah, <laughs> I would. I wouldn't last a day. No, I don't not even with Bear Grylls by your side, dragging you every step of the way. <laughs> no, that might be worse. <laughs> yeah, have you seen that that one, the Bear Grylls, where he goes with a celebrity? 
I haven't seen that. I've heard about it. I'm, I'm aware of who he is, yes. um, but I have I have not seen. I've heard that's good though. It's good, yeah. You, it, uh, depends. So it's like you see which celebrities can really tough it out or whatever. Uh, and you know, each one has a general premise where they're you know dropped off somewhere. They got to hike through. There's a couple of challenges, yeah. a couple of spots where they can put in exciting cuts when you slip while climbing. <laughs> yeah, and then exactly. uh, eat, they have need. to eat something gross. Uh, while, yeah. Cook it around <laughs> a campfire while you have a heart to heart with bear grills yeah <laughs> and then uh and then you eventually make it out with your redeeming story and uh you get to ride in a helicopter right 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 you used to be very afraid of eating something gross <laughs> exactly oh you've overcome it can you imagine you like to see who who doesn't flinch at eating something gross right um yeah love those uh those reality quote-unquote uh, shows I yeah, probably wouldn't make it that stuff. long either. Just <laughs> putting it out What's there. What's that? Say I wouldn't. Again? I wouldn't make it very long either. Um, uh, well, but probably a little longer because you live in Canada. So I might give it a go, and then at yeah. the first, at the first thing, you know, like some some people I hear like they break their arm, and they're like, "All right, well, I can still probably work through this." <laughs> like, no, this is nabby. Yeah, they, they, you'd have to tap out. Yeah, instantly. I would be out. Stub my toe. <sighs> I'd be thinking I'd be about out. it. Be thinking about it. <laughs> Call the producers. Was it? I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. <laughs> um, still scrolling through that IMDb. Low. Oh, the Playboy Morning Show. What the heck was going around in 2012? You're on the Playboy Morning Show. So Playboy has their channel, and obviously they have to program content right. for the channel that is not fully pornographic, I guess, or they're sort of yeah. like gentle, gently pornographic. Um, so what? What was that? Did you go, go on and get interviewed? Uh... Yeah, you know, I think that was it. Like, I hmm, I think it was, they wrote an interview uh, of me and play. In a, in oh, a, that's uh, legit. Like, that is real. That's a real yeah. deal. That's like going it on Letterman. <laughs> it wasn't the uh, the Playboy interview. Sure, like sure. It's like the main thing. It was like a, a one-page profile about like, oh, this guy is funny on Twitter, you know, something like that. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, um, Which I should mention, yes, hilarious, very funny on oh, Twitter. God, Twitter's so dead, though. Nobody needs yeah, to come. Yeah, but we're talking there. 2012, The Sulk. We're yeah, talking so 2012 at The Sulk. Primo. Driving. You were one of the Primo accounts. You're like one of my first follows, and where it was like, oh, that's nice it, to hear. It was Thank like you. every single tweet was hilarious, like really funny. Where you know, and like I, it, that is hard to 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 do. Whereas like every single one was at least pretty funny, uh, and there was like seemingly no misses in 2012 you were like firing in all, all cylinders and i remember that yeah thank you that God, was that's like, very nice of you to remember and, and yes i think things were my brain was working better back then <laughs> but i think to get back to the playboy, the playboy thing, show i think they brought me in because they were nice enough to i think i was promoting a book a twitter book maybe even then okay yeah and uh which failed and uh but i think they were nice enough to have me in there to promote that i think that's what was going on well that's fine so you were there as an author mm -hmm. <laughs> oh absolutely probably for their yeah their literal their literary yeah yeah moment. so it's like when they used to have um you know george plimpton that's who i was very yeah same similar level yeah so they were asking you about your twitter book i guess <laughs> yeah yeah they i think that's what i think that's what was going on it's funny my memory of the whole event i can remember like sitting there in the interview uh, and I think there was somebody else being interviewed at the same time. Oh, that's like, weird. Maybe like this <laughs> August or something. Okay, yeah. And, and uh, so I don't, I don't really remember. Too you weren't much. getting all the questions. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I can't remember that. That wasn't. That didn't make a, a deep impression on me that that day. That interview, sure. Yeah. But I was just wondering because that would be 2012. Half was still around. Was it in some studio or was it like adjacent to the? To the grotto? Where are you from? No, <laughs> it was it was in some studio in the middle oh, yeah. of nowhere. Right. Okay. Uh, they just know, have to ferry the playmates. They ferry the playmates yeah. in. Okay. I was just wondering about that. I was just seeing who Miss August 2012 was. No, August was totally a guess. I know, I but know. that I just think it'll be funny. Oh, Beth Williams, shout out. <laughs> there she is. <laughs> we got it. We got her. I didn't click. I accidentally clicked images. So better close that. Oh, okay. Uh, how, how does she look? It looks great. Great tan. That great. It wasn't her. Great tan. That wasn't her? 
No, I don't think so. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start scrolling. Who's uh, next? July. <laughs> um, okay, so you've written a book about tweets. You were in the Funny Tweets movie about the the guy who got his job, writing job from tweets. Who was that? Uh, the the um, I remember his hit. That was a big thing about how he got hired yeah. from Twitter. Was the his handle was like the something? I don't remember. Like it's funny because I remember them asking me to be in that movie. Then one day there's like a guy with a camera and a guy <laughs> doing sound, and they were in my office. Yeah. And I just talked. They just asked me a few questions about Twitter, and I answered them. Mm-hmm. And then it was, you know, they used clips of it in the movie. I I don't know that I ever really knew or was invested in the the story of the guy the movie was about if that makes sense I think it was the aardvark wasn't it something okay that sounds I mean that sounds vaguely familiar but it wasn't like I was out Mm. there like oh my god I would die to be in a documentary about the (laughs) aardvark like they they reached out and asked (laughs) me if I would and it's more like oh sure yes I, I believe I'm important enough to be in a documentary about Twitter so then they came and asked me some questions and uh, you know I, I i don't think i ever saw uh you didn't see the final cut <clears throat> no no well good to know <laughs> good to know we should add that as a comment on the uh the imdb right, no, note I don't think so. didn't That's really care <laughs> didn't really know much about too it too supportive <laughs> um so you're also credited with the family guy video game so what's your high score Oh my God. It's like, I'm like pinball wizard in the who song. <laughs> yes. With the family guy video game. No, I've, I've, of course I've never played that. No, you don't um, hear no buzzers and bells. No, I, I know. don't <laughs> see no lights of flashing. Nope. Play but, by sense um, smell. Yeah, no, I think I just did a couple voices maybe. Yeah, probably words. you did voice credit, yeah. uh, on additional voices. Bracket yes. Voice. I love that. <clears throat> Another one of my favorite characters. And you do, you do it so well. <laughs> Additional voices. Um, and so getting into the new stuff, a pandemic. 50 fans celebrate 50 years of cinema. Is this the same kind of thing where they're like, hey, could you be in our documentary? And then oh my they. God, I, I have no memory. What year is that? That's like 2021. I don't know what that is. Uh oh. That's a misprint. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, as, as far as I can think. Yeah, maybe. Um, all right. What does it well, say it is? Why well, I, I clicked away from it. Now I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is. Well, that's okay. We can skip over that. So uh, I guess we're ah. rounding up to an hour here. Better start to put this into rind it up mode. All right. So what else? Oh, I was, uh, as I Googled uh, uh, today, I found that in September 2016, our tweets were posted published next to each other in the the ES Independent in Carroll County, Arkansas. Nice. Right? That's pretty we weird. Right next we to each other. My, yeah, we made it. I made it. <laughs> That's why we're so huge in Carroll County. Obviously, yeah. you know, whenever you fly, when you blow through there, you get mobbed. I'm assuming it's like Beatles, <laughs> our days later yeah, or whatever. That's right. And if the two of us were there together on the same oh, day, we'd put a strain on law enforcement. Oh, yeah, we'd have to. We'd have to have some sort of. And now, what, what were the tweets? Do you have them? Oh, yeah. The tweet was for you. Uh, it's, um, hey, Aaron's, leave some A's for the rest of us. Oh, right, right. I actually remember that. Yeah. That's a good one. A lot of yours, you know, I used to uh, I used to like read tweets on this podcast. This is the version 2.0 where we don't do that anymore. But uh, you re- after reading a lot of tweets, you realize that a lot of tweets don't work <laughs> as something you could say. They're, no. they're more of a read reading format. So uh, it's great for you for yours. A lot of them do work because they're just like well written jokes. Well, wait, what was sentences. your tweet? Uh, mine is shout out to my self aware friends. You know who you are. Oh, that's great. That's a great tweet. Well, thank you very much. Wait, do, I, do I follow you on Twitter? You do. You do that's right? why we're connected here. And okay. I should say, this: you, uh, how you followed me is one of the weirder um, situations, and I wanted to mention it. It was someone, like, tagged you in a reply to one of my tweets, just randomly, like, I think this, Elk should see this. And then you, like, uh, liked it, and you liked a few of my tweets on my timeline, and you followed me. And I think I DM'd you like, wow, <laughs> that's exciting for me. Like, I'm a huge fan. And you're like, yeah, great stuff. All the stuff on your page is good. And I'm like, wow, that's the, one of the like extreme highlights of Twitter. Oh, good. Oh, well, that's awesome. I it, It's funny because I, I, I do vague. I'll have to go back. Like, I, 
I tried to find I it and I couldn't find it. Otherwise, I would shout out the guy who like did that. Like I've been tagged and celebrities been tagged in my tweets and nothing has ever happened. That's the only time something has well, ever happened funny, to that. Even I'm sure you know this. I'm sure you follow a certain amount of people and you really don't see that many people's tweets. It's like you just you can't like you just can't, yeah. I can't keep up with like a thousand people no. that I follow. So I just have to remind myself to go to certain people's pages right yeah so i can look at what they're doing so mm -hmm. I, now i'm reminding myself to go back to your page to to look at it because if i if somebody tagged me in a, in a comment on your tweets and then i looked at them and liked a bunch of them and then followed you that must mean that i actually did like it because then why would i add another follower agree like, I, that's i couldn't believe it it was truly like mind-blowing to me because that obviously has never happened and uh, it's very it, it was really strange it was like did he did that really happen like who is this guy who who, who tagged him and seemingly right. it was like a no like not really like you weren't following that person it wasn't really like they weren't even following me it was just like huh Wow. And I don't know, I, I just wanted to... It was meant to be. It was meant to be, and I want to shout out that person, whoever they are. Thank you so much for <laughs> uh, ending up facilitating this great podcast episode with one of my yes. favorites, Alex. Alex. Wow, so cool. So thank you so much. Um, well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, and I say you're on a lot of podcasts, which is really great. It shows that you like uh, accept a lot of podcast invites, which... Uh, I really appreciate it as a podcaster, and I'm sure once if you start inviting people on your podcast, you'll, you know, appreciate uh, what people say yes and don't just yeah, well, ghost I mean, you or whatever. I, I, I go where I'm invited. I'm I'm that self-centered and vain. Where if somebody says like, "Hey, I think you'd be great for my podcast," I'm like, "I agree." Yeah, that's a trick. They were pulling uh, these mental tricks on you, right? These yeah, it's it's a pretty simple one. Brain hacks, like compliment some. I think uh, I was talking to my cousin about that. Was our our waiter. Uh, had like forgot to put our order in as so it was like we were waiting and then he's like oh thanks so much for your patience i'm just gonna you know fix that <laughs> and it was like because he thanked us for our patience we couldn't be angry about being yeah. impatient yeah no it's a, it's it's a very simple tactic it's a little trick effective. love those brain hacks and love at the sulk everyone go check them out go listen to the podcast a typical disgusting display hey on... that's good uh, uh, wherever you get your podcast, I guess that's the fun way to say that. Um, and if there's nothing else, then what I do is I play the podcast theme as we say our goodbyes. So thank you very much, Alec. Very fun podcast. Thanks so much for taking the time. Hey, thanks again for having me. I appreciate it. And thanks for following me on Twitter. And uh, everyone, go follow at the Sulk, one of the best. Bye. Well, that's it. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode with The Sulk. If you aren't following him on Twitter, I don't know, I can't help you. Be sure to check out The Sulk's podcast, A Typical Disgusting Display, wherever you get this show. Uh, I guess also watch Family Guy, though that feels unnecessary to plug. If you're a new listener, don't forget continue listening to the podcast after this episode. And if you like, you can check out all the past episodes available at www.stevenwskinner.com or find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or John Pod Van Dam. Remember, no ratings or reviews. If you are in a place where you feel comfortable following at FOTS Pod on Twitter, that's great. That's the show's account. I am on Twitter at Skinner Steven, still tweeting, though it brings me little comfort. Special thanks to Ruby Coast for the music, and Kyle A. Davidson for the team. And thank you for so much for listening. I'm Steven Skinner. Have a great one.